Well, it's mid-February. Why not get into 2021 rankings right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5? What's going on? And hope you had a great holiday weekend, everybody. Welcome to the show, Fantasy Football Today in 5. Adam Azer and Chris Towers here. Make sure you're following us and streaming us on Spotify. Make sure you're telling your friends. Uh, we're going to have great stuff for you on FFT and 5 all throughout the offseason. Today we talk rankings uh, on the full-length version of the show, Fantasy Football Today. It's going to be Dave, Jamie, and Chris. Today it's just me and Chris. So, Chris... Uh, here on FFT and five, uh, you are going to, be, you know, for the time being, you're saying three tight ends in the first round. I like it because this is kind of your thing. You're you're going to own it. Uh, who knows what things will look like in a few months? But right now, three tight ends in the first round. I'm going to disagree with you, but you go ahead and make okay. your case. Yeah, I I think one thing that I really like about it is it pretty much means I'm always going to end up with one of the three elite tight ends because they're never actually going to all go in the first round. So I'll end up with one midway through the second and I'll be happy with that. But the big thing is just Darren Waller is the number three tight end. According to my projections, I have, I have him for 249 PPR points. Uh, the number four tight end is Mark Andrews at 204 PPR points. That's roughly the difference between wide receiver 13 and wide receiver 33 in my projections. That is a massive difference between the number three and number four player at the position, let alone anyone else at the position, because there's another big drop off after Mark Andrews between him and Logan Thomas. There are only four wide or tight ends who I project to even be close to worth starting if they were wide receivers in the top three. Uh, would all be top 15 options. So it's just, it comes down to the fact that they are the biggest edge that you can get at any position. If you get one of those top three tight ends, uh, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and, and Darren Waller, they set you up so well to have an edge on your competition nearly every week. But only 240 points, that's what you said for Waller? 249. Okay, so let's say 250, and he was at 280. Yeah. Uh, in So... I mean, he's got to do as well as he did last year for me to think he's worth a, for, a first-round pick. You don't think that's going to happen. 250 points is just not enough. And now, look, I wouldn't even know how to conceptualize that. I'm looking at numbers now. Mm -hmm. 250 points last year was Adam Thielen, Mike Evans. Uh, now, I know you're not gonna you're going to agree those guys didn't play well enough to be first-round picks, but that's not the argument. The argument is it's tight end. Uh, yeah. I'm still at that point of the draft thinking I need a ton of fantasy points. I'm not thinking about position scarcity at that point. I need my first round pick to deliver a ton of fantasy points. And Waller, Kelsey, yeah, the other two are going to have to have unbelievably great years for them uh, to be worth a first round pick. I just well, Darren I, Waller was was unbelievably great this and that, yeah, he and even worth then, a first round pick. I I mean that's borderline to me. He was in PPR maybe he was wide receiver six, so he was good enough to be wide receiver six. And non PPR he was wide receiver ten. So I mean I think that's where you really have to be. You have to be like a top six ish wide receiver for me to think you're worthy of a first round pick as a tight end. That's just personally. Um, otherwise, I'm going to take the guys who are going to score 30 or 40 more points, uh, even with the position scarcity issue. And like I said, I'm going to end up with one of them in the middle of the second round, maybe late late second round anyway, because nobody's actually going to take two of the tight ends if I have the 12th pick. Um, so I'm fine with that either way. It's mostly just a way to make sure uh, that I end up with that edge at the the toughest position to fill. Okay, well, that took most of our time for today, but that's fine. Um, you like Austin Eckler quite a bit. Do you like him better than Nick Chubb in PPR, where he really might catch like 70 more passes than 
<laughs> Nick Chubb, that's not an exaggeration. No, it's not at all an exaggeration. The, the only thing that does give me a little bit of pause is there was an uptick in Nick Chubb's uh, receiving production late in the season. But what we've seen since the Browns integrated Kareem Hunt into their offense was a very diminished role for Nick Chubb in the passing game. He caught 16 passes uh, this season. I think he had nine in the final eight games or something, 11 in the final eight games of the 2019 season. So um, Eckler is someone who, you know, I project him for nearly 100 fewer carries than Nick Chubb, probably 400 fewer rushing yards and maybe eight fewer rushing touchdowns. And that's still enough given his uh, passing game prowess. You know, I think he could legitimately catch 85, 90 passes, be an 800 yard receiving back. And, uh, you know, the way uh, Joe Lombardi has talked about him, he's, uh, you know, making comparisons to Alvin Kamara, Reggie Bush, Darren Sproles. I don't think anything's going to change about the way the Chargers use Austin Eckler. So uh, I have him as a top six running back heading into the 2021 season. And I'm not sure anything's going to change that. All right. Well, those are just uh, a couple of things we'll be debating on tomorrow's show. A lot more for you there. We got, um, you know, a lot more time. It's basically fantasy football today in 60 minutes. So make sure you uh, get ready for a lot of debates. Thanks a lot for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today. Bye.